Today we're going to be in Genesis chapter 50. I know, it's a bittersweet feeling to finally be finishing another book of the Bible. Christian Boy's been through a few books now, but I'm actually glad that we're finishing it. This is the final chapter of Genesis, and we're going through it right now. So, what's going to happen in this chapter? We're going to see that um, Jacob is buried. We're going to see Jake. Jacob is buried. Joseph and his brothers have a conversation. And then we see Joseph, Joseph and how far he gets to live and what happens with him. So, yeah, this is all that's going to happen in this chapter. A few interesting things that's going to happen in this chapter. So, yeah, let's get right into it. But before we do, have you subscribed to the YouTube yet? Be sure to subscribe. We're going to be coming out with content very, very soon. Hopefully, I believe I just posted one of the uh, messages a few days ago. Uh, yeah, they should be on there. And yeah, you can go watch one of the messages that I preached a while ago. So yeah, let's get right into it on the Christian Boy Podcast. Our memory verse for the week comes from Jeremiah 15, verse 21. It says, I will deliver you from the power of evil people and redeem you from the control of the ruthless. Then Joseph, leaning over his father's face, wept and kissed him. He commanded his servants who were physicians to embalm his father. So they embalmed Israel. They took 40 days to complete this, for embalming takes that long. And the Egyptians mourned for him 70 days. When the days of mourning were over, Joseph said to Pharaoh's household, If I have found favor with you, please tell Pharaoh that my father made me take an oath, saying, I am about to die. You must bury me there in the tomb that I made for myself in the land of Canaan. Now let me go bury my father, then I will return. So Pharaoh said, Go and bury your father in keeping with your oath. Then Joseph went to bury his father. And all Pharaoh's servants, the elders of his household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt went with him, along with all Joseph's household, his brothers, and his father's household. Only their children, their sheep, and their cattle were left in the land of Goshen. Horses and chariots went up with him. It was a very impressive procession. When they reached the threshing floor of Atad, which is across the Jordan, they lamented and wept loudly, and Joseph mourned seven days for his father. When the Canaanite inhabitants of the land saw the mourning in the thrashing floor of Atad, they said, This is a solemn mourning on the part of the Egyptians. Therefore, the place is called Abel Mazarim. It is across the Jordan. So Joseph's sons did for him what he had commanded them. They carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave at Machpelah in the field near Mamre, which Abraham had purchased as a burial site from Ephron the Hittite. After Joseph buried his father, he returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had gone with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said to one another, If Joseph is holding a grudge against us, he will certainly repay us for all the suffering we caused him. So they sent this message to Joseph. Before he died, your father gave a command. Say this to Joseph. 
Please forgive your brother's transgression and their sin, the suffering they caused you. Therefore, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when their message came to him. Then his brothers also came to him and bowed before him and said, We are your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You plan evil against me. God planned it for the for good to bring about the present result, the survival of many people. Therefore, don't be afraid. I will take care of you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph and his father's household remained in Egypt. Joseph lived 110 years. He saw Ephraim's sons to the third generation. The sons of Manasseh's son, Mechir, were recognized by Joseph. Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will certainly come to your aid and bring you up from this land, to the land he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Joseph made the sons of Israel take an oath. When God comes to your aid, you are to carry my bones up from here. Joseph died at the age of 110. They embalmed him and placed him in a coffin in Egypt. Okay, in verses 1 through 14, we first see Joseph crying and weeping over his father. Then he asks Pharaoh to bury his father where Jacob had asked to be buried in Machpelah. After his father is embalmed and mourned over for 70 days, Joseph and his brothers take him to the cave in Machpelah. Now, verses 15 through 21, we see Joseph's brothers are afraid that he will take revenge on them for what they did to him. Joseph, Joseph they actually even uh, send a servant with a false message that Jacob gave to give to Joseph. And then Joseph explains that it was God's doing that caused him to be sent to Egypt to help others survive. He made sure they understood not to be afraid and he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. In verses 22 through 26, Joseph calls his brothers to him, explaining he is soon to die and that God would aid them to take them to the promised land. He made them promise to take his bones to the promised land and died at 110 after seeing his sons to the third generation. So here's what I see in this chapter. It's a few different things. First off, Joseph understood the bigger picture. Though his brothers had treated him harshly, used this plan, he God used this plan, right? Though his brothers treated him harshly, God used this plan to save the household of Israel and the nation of Egypt. One way or another, Jake, Joseph would have ended up in Egypt regardless of what happened in his life. It just so happened that his brothers were the people that they were and they decided to send him up to Egypt. I love that he responds and he asked him a question in his response to their fear and saying that we're his slaves. He asked, is he in the place of God? Basically, he's saying that he was not the avenger of offenses that God was. Psalm 75 verse 7 says, For God is the judge. He brings down one and exalts another. Yeah, so... Joseph forgave his, so Joseph obviously knew this verse in some sense or some way of the, he obviously had the wisdom from it. He knew something about this type of God being the judge, so he didn't have to be the person in the place of God judging his brothers. 
Joseph forgave his brothers and realized that the way God used the horrible things that happened in the past to execute his plan were for him. Joseph knew that though that, I'm sorry, Joseph knew that through all that he had endured, God kept him and exalted him and would judge those whom had done him harm. Joseph had no need to seek out revenge and even promised to take care of their children. The power of forgiveness and trusting in God's ability to enact justice as he sees fit is one of the most ultimate superpowers we can have in this world today. Now, again, in verse 22, Joseph's question is very compelling because it implies that he could have tried to play God and enacted justice for himself. Because remember, Joseph was second in command in Egypt. Nobody was above him other than Pharaoh, and Pharaoh let him do whatever he wanted to do. He could have been God and caused his brothers to all be thrown in prison if he wanted to. Now, he did test them, as we saw in the previous chapters. He did test them to see if they had changed their ways or not. But he did not um, put them all in prison and treat them harshly. He did, he did see if they were going to abandon Benjamin or not. And when they didn't abandon him, he knew that they had changed. But he did not become a tyrant against them and treated them harshly. So my question for you is, how many times do you try to get justice for yourself? Me personally, I used to try a lot to revenge for myself and gain vengeance more for myself. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, all of that. But I'm trying to learn not to gain vengeance for myself. I believe it is time to take Joseph's attitude of forgiveness and peace. Because often we try to be God, pursuing what is good and thinking we are getting justice, when in reality we are ruining our own lives by playing God. So, let us be like Joseph. Let's be kind. Let's be obedient. Let's be upright. Let's flee temptation. Let's forgive others. Let's show kindness. Let's follow God's voice and his plans for our lives. Let's remain faithful to God regardless of what situation we're in. And let's forgive people for everything that they do, no matter what it is, knowing that God would elect justice and he would execute justice for us. We do not have to fight for ourselves. So, be just and forgive others. Don't forget you can text me at 662-371-8877 if you have anything to say about this chapter that I may have missed. But in, in that case, God bless y'all. This has been Genesis 50. I love how Genesis 50 ends on a note that leads into Exodus and how it shows how upright and righteous Joseph was. So God bless you all. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Christian Boy Podcast. To stay in touch with our podcast, you can go to christianboypodcast.com. You can listen to episodes, read the newest newsletter, support our podcast, and actually link to the YouTube now. So yeah, there's a lot of ways to stay connected. You can text me at 662-371-8877 if you ever want to send a a compliment or you want to send a question or you want to send a comment on any of the episodes. You also can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the at Christian Boy Podcast. And yeah, as I just mentioned, we're on YouTube. You can search us up Christian Boy Podcast YouTube page. So, yeah, there's a lot of ways to stay connected. By the way, God bless you and have a great week.